This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for August 26th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I want you to know, I want you to get up every morning and come to the word of God and tune into today's word and listen to the Holy Spirit through me and, and build up your faith to the point where you believe that greater is coming for you, that there is more ahead of you than what's behind you, that that your latter days shall be the best days of your life. I'm saying the rest of your days shall be the best of your days. You are living your life with this expectation of manifestation forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. So this is Greater is Coming Part 12. The title of today's message is You Are Being Processed for Your Purpose. You, right now, with whatever you're facing, even in the middle of COVID-19, you are being processed. I am being processed for my purpose. You are being processed for your purpose. Let's talk about it. So yesterday I covered 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32 to 37. I feel led to go right back to that same passage again this morning. Let's take a look at it again, and then I have three things to share with you. So going back to the passage. So here you have well-trained soldiers, a whole army of them. The whole Israeli army is mustered on one side. The Philistine army is mustered on the other side. There's the Valley of Elah in between. And the entire Israeli army is paralyzed with fear because of one man, because of the giant Goliath. David comes up to the king and says, hey, king, Mr. King, hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up, little heart player? Hey, I need to talk to you for a minute. What's that? He says, master, don't give up hope. I don't want you to be, be have your heart full of fear. Your heart shouldn't be pumping Kool-Aid right now. I'm here. I am ready to fight this uncircumcised Philistine. And the king looked at him and laughed. and was like, ah, yeah, yeah. He says, listen, come here, son. He was like, yes, sir. You can't go fight this Philistine. You are too young. You're too inexperienced. This man has been fighting. He's been in the fighting business since before you were born. And see, I love it when someone tells a child of God that they can't do something. I love it when, when the world has low expectations of you. I dealt with that yesterday. This is a perfect setup for God to do through you what is unexpected from others. So David says to the king, no, 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 no. Let me say something. I was like, what's that? He says, I don't think you understand, Mr. King. I've been, I am a shepherd boy. You know that. I got it. And I've been tending sheep, my father's sheep, you know, basically all my life. Now, whenever a lion or bear would come and grab one of the sheep, Oh no. And they would go. I would run after the lion, run after the bear and then grab it and take the lamb back. Now, if, if it turned on me, if the animal turned on me, I would grab it by the throat, wring his neck and kill it with my bare hands. Lion or bear, 
made no difference. I killed him. He said, I killed the lion. I killed the bear with my bare hands. And I will do the same with this uncircumcised, this Philistine pig who is taunting the armies of the living God. The God. Now, this is where he gets excited. He says, now the same God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion, the same God. That's why you got to have some experiences with God. You just can't know God in a book. You got to know God in real life. You got to know God from experiences. You got to build up your testimony. He said, the same God who delivered me from the teeth of the lion, the same God who delivered me from the claws of the bear will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. And so Saul says, okay, okay, fine. You convinced me. He says, go and the Lord be with you. So what does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. As I get into these three things, this is where I want you to rid yourself of all distractions, lock in three things. Number one, here we go. First point, God is in the business of doing the unexpected through the least expected. Let me say that again. We serve a God who is in the business of doing the unexpected through the least expected. And, and I'm, a, I'm a witness, man, I love it. I'm a Dominican kid from Brooklyn and God uses me in unexpected ways. And, and, and then he gets the glory. Let me explain. See, God could have picked, there was a whole army to pick from. God could have picked one of the soldiers who was time-tested, battle-tested, to fight Goliath. But there surely had to be someone like that in the formation. But if God had, had selected a highly decorated soldier who had been through battles and had won through many battles already, then the emphasis would have been on his resume. The if he went out there and killed Goliath, the emphasis would have been on the soldier's resume. When God uses somebody like that, then, then yeah, that's fine. But some people will confuse the glory and give some of that glory to the soldier instead of to God. But if someone, but when God chooses somebody like David, right? Somebody like me that you don't expect. So, so David is a 17 year old shepherd boy. And no one within the ranks, except for David's brothers, even knew him. And so when you have a whole army mustered up there, and they're like, who's going to fight him? Who's going to fight him? And then this little boy comes in, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. They're like, what? What What do you want? Excuse me, excuse me. And this little boy, 17-year-old, just crawls out and boom, excuse me. And he walks out there into the valley and he's facing the giant and he has nothing. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a shield. He doesn't have a sword. He doesn't have armor. He's like, nah, I don't know none of that. All he has is a slingshot and a stone. Come on, man. And for God to take a 17 year old kid to go out there with a slingshot and a stone and says, I'm going to kill this man. What happens is that God gets all the glory because now all the glory belongs to God. Wait a minute. You know, that's crazy. That's in a God, when you live by faith, God will lead you out there at the risk of looking foolish. See, when God uses someone in an uncommon and completely unexpected way, all the glory goes to him. That's what happened when a teenager went out there with a slingshot and a stone. All the glory belongs to God. See, you want, you never want to be in a position, never, where you take God's glory. You never want to be in a position where God does something through you in a supernatural way and you take the credit. Remember, our God is a jealous God. All the glory belongs to him. If you take his glory, oh, that's not going to be good. That's not going to be good for you. But if you if you give God the glory, if you give God the credit, if you are quick, quick, every time the spotlight is on you, there's a promotion ceremony or some type of acknowledgement and, and there's a program and your name is on the program and people show up and, and they're like, hey, I'm here to, to see, you know, uh, Jim or James or Sarah or Susan. And, and we're going to celebrate them today. And your name is there and everybody's there. And when the spotlight is on you and you get the mic, if you are quick, 
to deflect the glory back to God. If you are quick to give God the glory and God is like, I'm glorified, then God will say, wow, I have a son, I have a daughter who is quick to give me the glory. So let me promote him again. So I can get more glory. Oh, quick to give me the glory. So let me move him up again. Let me level him up again. And God will continue to, I'm a, I'm a witness. This is the story of my life. God will keep increasing you and giving you greater levels of influence so that he can continue to get the glory. But if you ever take the glory from God and you take the credit, then the quickest way down in God is up. If you exalt yourself, God will humble you. But if you humble yourself, God will exalt you. I've experienced both. So listen, I like to say that God is in the business of making holy garments out of flawed material. So God uses people that the world threw away. God uses people that the world dismissed. David wasn't even in the lineup. Remember that in his house? Listen, God will take somebody like that. The, the brothers didn't even like David. What are you doing out here? What? You don't have time with your little sheep? What you doing out here? So the brothers didn't even like him. Uh, but God will take somebody like that and God will put his glory inside of them. Listen, Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. We have this treasure from God. But we are only like the clay jars that house the treasure, right? And this is to show that the amazing power is from God and not from us. So listen, don't get it twisted. You are the container, but you're not the content. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're just merely the container and you're walking around with God on the inside of you. Every meeting, every conversation, all the activity that you engage in today, you have God on the inside of you. You are a God carrier. So you are walking around and God puts his glory inside of us and we're just clay jars. Why? We're the container. He's the content so that people will know that the that the glory is from God and not from us. And I like this arrangement because the way it works is that if you keep giving God the glory, he gets the glory and we get the benefits. And that's cool with me. And so, so as long as you keep giving God the glory, you will continue to experience supernatural success. Got it? Number two, God will process you in private before he gives you a public platform. Oh my God, I want to slap myself on this one. God will process you in private before he gives you a public platform. Let me explain. God can do anything through anyone because God is God. So God is not looking for your ability. God doesn't need your ability. God is looking for availability. God is looking for submission. God is looking for faith, which is why he takes time to process us. God works with us often in private to process us for our purpose. He needs to get us to the point where we are crazy enough right? Because living by faith, God is going to lead you to do some things at the risk of looking foolish. God will cause you to say something out loud. Oh my God, did I just say that out loud? God will cause you to do something. God will cause you, I mean, living by faith means you are living at the risk of looking foolish. And so he, got, he has to get you to the point where you are seemingly crazy enough to attempt to do what he's leading you to do. And it may be something that other people consider impossible. Here you have a whole army of soldiers, time-tested soldiers. They've been through training. They've been through battles. They've been through war. And they were, they were not going to go fight Goliath. And here you have a 17-year-old kid, excuse me, excuse me, slingshot in the stone. It seems like he's crazy enough to do it. Why? Because he had been processed. See, you got to be processed for your purpose. Right after this encounter, with Goliath. We know what's going to happen. He's going to kill Goliath. And after he kills Goliath, his name is going to be known. I mean, he went from obscurity to national hero overnight. Crowds were calling out his name, David, David, David. But God did not prepare David for the national spotlight on a national stage. No, 
God had been preparing David all his life out there in the fields, on the plains. God prepared him on the plains before he gave him a platform. See, see, you must be faithful. Look at me. Look at me. You must be faithful to God when no one knows your name before God will make your name great. If, you, if you're not faithful to God when no one knows your name, you're not ready for the day when everyone knows your name. See, David honored God on the plains tending sheep before he got a national platform, leading people from the palace. And that's how God works. God will process you in obscurity well before he gives you the spotlight. See, many people want the platform, but they don't want to endure the processing. And that's not how it works. You must be processed oftentimes in private before God makes you a public success. David had the grace to kill the giant while everyone was watching. Why? Because he was faithful to kill the lion and the bear when no one was watching. Let me say that again. David had the grace to kill the giant when everyone was watching because he was faithful to kill the lion and the bear when no one was watching. So if you are faithful over what God has given you in private, God, yes, can make you a public success. But if you're not faithful over private challenges, you will never be a public success because you're not processed yet. You got it? All right, number three. And finally, I have three things. Last point. Number three, you must muster up the faith to attempt things that you cannot do without God. You got to get to the point where you are crazy enough to just try some stuff and you got to live by faith. I remember like, like, for example, tithing doesn't make sense, right? Giving does. How I'm writing out this check. But I'm not giving it to the church. I'm giving it to God. God, I can't afford to give 10% of my, of my income. I can't afford that. Now I'm like, I can't afford not to, right? And it's not just tithing. We give way beyond the tithing. But I'm saying you got to get to the point where you believe God enough that you're going you're gonna to attempt things that, that in the natural don't make any sense. David was ready to attempt what no one believed that he could do right? Why? Because his confidence was in God. He had been through enough stuff already with the lion and the bear that he was ready for the giant. See, if you're not attempting to do things that far exceed your power, your ability, your strength, then you're not living by faith. Let me say that again. Listen, living by faith is not going to church. Living by faith is not being in the choir. Living by faith is not knowing how to clap on the second and fourth beat. No, living by faith is attempting the seemingly impossible because God is leading you to do it. When you live by faith, God will call you into realms that are beyond your ability to perform. God does this so that he can operate through you. God wants to get the glory from your life and living. He gets the glory. He gets the credit when, when you attempt something that you can't do, and then he does it through you. On those occasions, people have to look at you and say, you know what? The hand of God is on that young man. The hand of God is on that woman. That had to be God. That had to be God. People would pay, as a matter of fact, people know that you're not that good. <laughs> and so they'll be like, no, that had to be the hand of God. As I close, let me say this. If you, if you never attempt anything that is beyond your ability, beyond human ability. If you're never attempting anything, then you have really actually made Jesus irrelevant in your life. David killed the lion. He killed the bear with his bare hands. Why did he try that? Because he trusted God. He did it by the grace of God. But the question was, or the question for us is, are we ready to attempt something like that? He was ready for the giant, 
because he was ready for the lion. He was ready for the bear. He had already proved God. He didn't just know God in a book. He knew God in life, in real experiences. His reliance was on God. He was ready to attempt the impossible so that God can be glorified. My question is, as I close, are you, are you ready? Are you, if you only are going to attempt things that you can do as a, as a human, then you don't have any reliance on God. And Jesus has no relevance in your life. God calls us to the supernatural so that we can live with our lives totally reliant on him. God calls us to do things that we can't do so that we have to rely on him. So, so my question for you is, look at me. Is Jesus relevant in your life? Do you need him to do what you're attempting to do right now in 2020? Really? I mean, do you really need God? Are you attempting something that is beyond you? Because if you're not, if you're only operating within the boundaries of your power, your education, what you know you can do, then Jesus has no relevance in your life. Got it? All right, let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. If that was you, I pray that you're convicted and now it's time to live by faith. I'm talking about believing God to see the invisible, to perform the impossible. It is God through us. You got it? Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I live my life with an expectation of the supernatural. I expect you to do what I cannot do through me. I expect your power to flow through me in ways that can be seen of men. I want to perform the impossible. I want to flow in the supernatural. I have this desire because I want you to be relevant in my life. So when people come in contact with, with me, I declare that they come in contact with you. The supernatural is natural to me. I enter this day expecting uncommon favor and divine success. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. But listen, this is one of those messages like yesterday where you might need to watch this again. You need to get this down in your heart. God is processing you for your purpose. He wants to get you to the point where you believe the impossible, where you attempt that you are looking into the realm of the invisible and you and Jesus is relevant in your life because you really are living by faith. Leave me some comments in the chat. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.